We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. So Burks will inbound. Davis waving his arms. Burks looks, finds Randall. Randall turns, fires, and it won't go. A poor shot attempt as the Cavs play excellent defense there, and the Knicks lose a heartbreaker. An inspiring comeback falls short as the Knicks drop a 95-93 decision to the Cavaliers. Oh, well, that... That stunk. Mm. Um, Knicks lose. 95-93 in Cleveland. Man, that was a frustrating way to lose. Um, frustrating lose way to lose a very frustrating game that uh, is going to have no shortage of uh, things that people will be uh, annoyed about. Uh, confused about, angry about, um, all of the above. Uh, I know that most of tonight is going to be about the negative. So I am going to make the affirmative decision to start off with some positives um, to my own peril, perhaps. Uh, Not about for this season, um, because I think – this is probably going to be the beginning of the end of the season with the schedule, the way it was oncoming. And I'm not sure if whether they won that game or not, it really would have made a difference. Um, But some positives in the big picture, Uh, the Knicks are, I think for the first time in a long time, starting to develop some real cognizable young talent. Um, RJ Barrett, really impressive stuff down the stretch. Uh, ended up with 24 points on 16 shots, made a couple big free throws. Um, missed the three-pointer at the end there on the penultimate possession. I'm not going to blame him for that. It was a good shot. You know, close miss. Uh, Quinn Grimes, the latest first-round pick of this regime. Literally can't say um, as much uh, as as about him, or you can't say enough about him. 
Um, four for seven from deep, no hesitation. Probably might be the best defender on the team already as a rookie. I can't believe I'm saying that, but it's true. Or at least best wing defender on the team as a rookie. Um, really good stuff from him. And then Obi Toppin, who I'm sure is going to be a topic of conversation tonight. Played 15 minutes, five of nine from the field, three of four from deep. Uh, you know, it wasn't perfect. Made some made some mistakes that young players make, but he's a young player. Young players are going to make those mistakes. You started to see, or you you saw more of the signs that he's shown us periodically last year, mostly this year, about why he is someone that uh, is going to, or has so many people so angry that he is not playing more because he has these games and he has these moments where he just looks like he could be you know, not the best player on a team or the second best player on a team or even like a major difference maker, but someone who could contribute to winning in a real way. Um, and they're playing hard and the defense has gotten a lot better. The defense has actually been good since the first six games of the season. So like there's positives there uh, for the long term. There's positives in the short term. I do think the team is still fighting very hard, obviously, Back-to-back, second game of back-to-back, on the road against a team that has been, you know, by net rating at least, the best uh, team in the East. Did not have Jared Allen, did not have Laurie Markin, and although Kevin Love did a pretty nice impersonation. Um, you know, should the Knicks have won this game? Yeah, probably. Um, were the Cavs still a better team? Yeah, I would say so. They certainly had two of the three best players on the floor tonight in Darius Garland um, and uh, and Kevin Love. And uh, that Evan Mobley guy isn't bad. Uh, they remind me so much of last year's Knicks. The difference is that they have a one and a two in Mobley and Garland who are going to be able to lead them to some really special things in the years to come. The Knicks, um, you know, maybe they have a two in Barrett. Maybe he, maybe he continues to surprise and become something even more than that. Um, but right now the Knicks number one is – just about the most frustrating player on the face of the earth. And uh, he's a, such a frustrating player, not because he's terrible, not because he can't do it, uh, not even because he, like, won't do it, because he does try to do the right thing occasionally um, and uh, fails uh, so often. Um He's a player that is in his own head. And I'm not I'm not putting this whole loss on Julius Randle. Uh, it's not all on Julius Randle. Uh, Emmanuel Quickly, who I actually thought did some really nice things in the game and I thought played some really nice defense, was one for ten. I don't even – like, the one for ten, fine. Um, the one for six from three, fine. Uh, you got to shoot your shot. He's a shooter. Shooter's going to shoot. You can't take that three there at the end uh, in that situation from 30 feet. Can't do it. Um, terrible shot. So, you know, and there were other guys. Kemba Walker, I thought was was bad. Uh, I know he was four for eight for eight points, but like, again, what's Kemba doing out there? Why are we still running Kemba out there? I know Tibbs kind of has to um, because he's here and he's healthy and he he came back and he won the Player of the Week. Well, I, just get rid of Kemba Walker, please. Just send him to a team where he could fit. He doesn't fit on this team. And I'm not even saying there's a ready-made answer for him. I'm not even saying Emmanuel quickly as a starter is going to be a lot better or Burks for that matter. Um, but like, it's just, it's not working. Fournier had a bad game. So like all, all of this stuff um, 
factored into the loss. Obviously, the missed free throws factored into the loss. The Knicks ended up missing, what, 10 free throws on the night? Yeah, 10 free throws on the night. And that was a combined effort. RJ, who I just praised, 5 for 10 from the line. So, like, there's a lot that contributed to the loss. But, you know, and anybody who listened to my Sunday show uh, or yet today's podcast with Jeremy knows that knows what's coming. And I, I'm not, I'm not going to blame anyone for being completely negative about this game and completely negative in their takeaways from this game because of Julius Randle. Um, the ultimate, like, and you saw it down the stretch, like a, a bunch of people have been making light of it on Twitter. You are still too. And I think this is transitioning into RJ Barrett's team, which is a positive. It's a good thing. Uh, I don't know how many games they're going to win, but it's a good thing. But you see it in the big moments. Who do they try to get the ball into? Randall. He's still the decision maker. He's still the guy. They still run everything through him. And just poor decision after poor decision after poor decision, combined with a fair amount of poor execution. I mean, he was 6 of 17 on the game for 18 points. Obviously, he had uh, a negative 22, four assists, four turnovers. You know, why are you walking up the ball there? Um, I mean, the the funniest moment of the game, honestly, has to be when I think it was Brendan Brown or it may have been Mike Breen. I forget which one of them pointed out there at the end that Quentin Grimes, who's a rookie, had to tell Julius Randle, you could go in the backcourt to get the ball. Let me say that again. A rookie is reminding a seven-year vet that he could go in the backcourt to get the ball on the inbound on the inbounds. If that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about Julius Randle and like why, if your team is taking its cues from Randle, you're just you're just not going to be a great team unless he did what he did last year, which is hit everything under the sun and shoot forty percent from deep and make a billion long twos and the whole thing. Unless he's going to do that. Which, again, I think we're starting to figure out that that was a bit of a mirage. Like, you're just not going anywhere with your team. And worse worse than that, you just become a team that – and I, I know other people in here feel the same way as I do. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll say it um, anyway. It just makes them less fun to watch. Like, even the good stuff that's going on, and there is good stuff going on, um, it's just so much more frustrating – um, I know already – I'm going to get to the Super Chats. I know already it's all going to be fire Tibbs and Tibbs is an idiot and it's all on Tibbs for – look, if you think that the best way for Tom Thibodeau to coach this team is to basically say, fuck it, Julius Randle's not the answer. I am going to start going away from him more and more and more. If you think that that's the answer, God bless you. It's your right to think so. Um I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe people will get him gone at him on the the play call on the last call. That's fine too. I hated it going inbounds to Randall. I wish it would have went somewhere else. Um, I, it seemed like they were trying to go somewhere else, and Randall was like the last option. But that's what you get with uh, you know without your usual inbounder. But again, if that's going to be your stance, that's fine. Um, I don't blame you for having that stance. I'm done arguing against it at this point. What I will say is this: the Knicks are not winning a blessed thing this year. They were never winning anything this year. If they think they have something in Obi Toppin, and I have no idea if they do, if they think they have something in Obi Toppin, and Obi Toppin is really worth like keeping around and fostering and the whole thing, 
what happens for the rest of the season isn't going to matter in Obi Toppin's development. It's not going to matter one bit. Um, what will matter is if there is someone blocking Obi Toppin's path. And right now, the Knicks are in bed with Randall because they just gave him a nine-figure extension. The notion that they're, the, the head coach is going to basically start pulling the plug on him and then we're left with, well, we're left with what? We're left with a $100 million contract that we need to move. That's, imp- and I'm not, and I just want to be very clear. I'm not saying that Tibbs is giving one flying fuck about the contract situation when he's sitting Obi and playing Randall, because he's not. He's playing the guy that's been his horse, because, as again, as I said on today's podcast, he's like, look, the guy's either going to bring me home or he's going to get me fired. Um, and, Today got him closer to getting fired, although I don't think that's actually going to happen. Um, he's going to rely on the guy that has shown through seven years of basketball that he could do more stuff than Obi Toppin has shown he could do through a year and a half of basketball. And a lot of people think he's an asshole for making that decision, and other people like me don't think he's an asshole for making that decision. That's t- t- it's your it's your it's your pick. But for anybody again who who wants the Knicks and Tom Thibodeau to, to bury Julius Randle in these games and start to bury him more and more. Again, you're doing this to a guy in Randall who is a, clearly a head case and clearly above the ear, above the neck is uh, he's in la la land. He's gone. He's so far into it. He can't, he can't find his way back out. Um, I, I don't know what they're going to do. They're not, I, I doubt they're going to trade him before the deadline. I doubt there's an opportunity there, but they need to like, if you're thinking big picture, just make it through this year. And then move the hell on from this guy. You need to move the hell on from him. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, I will now take all of the uh, fire, uh, fire Tibbs uh, super chats that inevitably are going to populate the stream tonight. All right. Uh, Robert McGinley starts us off. So conflicted as a fan on what we should do. Normally it's obvious. Blow it up. New head coach, stay the course, etc. We have talent. So trying to be patient, but clearly it's not working the season. Um, yeah, but again, it was never about this season. Um, it's about building piece by piece by piece by piece. Um, they have talent. They just have to keep developing that talent. They have, I do think they do have to keep prioritizing winning. I, I don't, I don't know if like tanking from game 50 is the right way to go. As far as blow it up, new head coach. Um, again, just, just do your homework. Go look at all the great coaches, um, who have come here, Hall of Fame coaches who have come here, and this team and this organization and uh, everything about the city just chews them up and spits them out. I mean, Larry Brown was thought of as the best coach in basketball, and he was literally a laughing stock by the time he left here. Like, so I, I don't know who you guys want to bring in when you fire Tibbs, but the, the notion of like bringing this clearly excellent coach, like that hasn't worked before. He's the only guy who's come in here and changed the culture. Van Gundy didn't change the culture. Van Gundy just brought the culture back to what it was established under Pat Riley, who's one of the two or three greatest coaches who, who, who've ever lived. So, um, you know, just just be careful what you wish for would, would be all that I, I would advocate for. Uh, but again, to each their own, what the fuck do I know? Uh, only been watching this team for 30 frustrating years. Sean Ford, I can't anymore with Randall. Trade him for Harrison Barnes and play Obi and Cam Moore. He's disgusting to watch. This is RJ's team. Do it, Leon. Um, I'm pretty sure I proposed this trade or I commented on Twitter several weeks ago that I would do 
Randall and like I forget who I some some non consequential player. Randall for Barnes and um, and Davion Mitchell from the Kings in a heartbeat, and I I got raked through the coals because how dare I suggest trading Julius Randall for so little? I mean, uh, Harrison Barnes is a really good player. Um, I would love to have a really good player in place with Julius Randall. I know he's not a star. I'm at the point right now where I would rather just trade him for a guy who's like, what is Harrison Barnes, the 50th best player in the league? Like, give me that guy. At least I know what I'm going to get. It's going to help out. I mean, put the ball in RJ's hands. Put the ball in Cam's hands. Put the ball in – give Obi more time. All of that. All of that stuff. That's all good stuff that probably makes the team a little worse in the interim. Um, But – I think would be better for the long term, and and you have a great a great asset in Harrison Barnes. Who uh, there's 29 teams in the league who would kill to have Harrison Barnes on their team at his salary. Um, I don't know that there's uh, that many other teams that are dying to get their hands on some Julius Randall. Uh, Jeremy E. Randall has to go. That's the only valid takeaway from today's game. That and RJ is special. Just needs to hit the free throws. Yeah, I, I I'm more and more and more. Oh, here we go. Let's. Let's get out our friend. Uh, he, I think he deserves a prominent place after after this RJ game. I know he, I know RJ missed the free throws, but I still feel pretty good about this game from RJ. We'll get our friend the crow out here. Uh, yeah, RJ, you want to call him special? I'm certainly not going to say no to that. Um, RJ looks more special by the week. I'm not going to say like by the game, by the week, like because he has the bad game, he has the bad quarter, he has the bad half. But he is just no fear. Comes back, keeps it going. I, I don't. I, I'm starting to run out of good things to say about Barrett. Um, I thought that I thought this matchup with Darius Garland, who, if there's a guy that you want to say should have been picked ahead of Barrett in this draft, it's Garland. I thought he played Garland even at worst. Maybe I think he may have gotten even the better of Garland. Now Garland might make an All Star team this year, but uh, you know still. Uh, Brian Benjamin, great game. I think that was a great effort. Yeah, it was a great effort. It was surely a great effort. I thought they defended their asses off. The defense they played in the fourth quarter, I thought, was some of their most inspired defense of the year. Great defense. I thought the defense for most of the game was really good, other than a couple minutes there in the third quarter when, you know, guess who fell asleep a couple times. And uh, on a couple of those transition opportunities where, again, guess who? Um, And they got beat on a cut earlier in the game with guess who? It's always guess who. Not always guess who, but it's often guess who. Uh, and the fact that I don't even need to say who who guess who is uh, speaks volumes. Um, uh, forgotten NYC. This might be the low point of my fandom for Julius Randle. I mean, if you're still a fan of Julius Randle, then that's it's pretty good. Um, I've honestly just about had enough. How many more six or 17 performances until he's gone? Um I'm going to use this opportunity to just uh, for anybody left and I respect anybody left who's like, stop killing Randall. Um, it's too much. It's too harsh. I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you two sides of a coin. One side is, do I think Julius Randall is like dogging it? No, I don't think he's dogging it. I don't think he's intentionally like being selfish or anything. Do I think he's fully invested in the team as opposed to himself? Not really. Um, but I think he's going out there. He's like mostly trying hard. I just think he is he's a low IQ player um, who that's being exposed. And he's a guy that just it does not have a great head for the game. And then the other side of the coin, 
The other side of the coin, of course, is that um, he is without question, uh, and there are there are many stats to back this up. The uh, lowest lowest uh, efficiency player, um, lowest efficiency, high usage player in basketball this year, accounting for position, accounting for everything. Uh, I checked it on cleaning the glass today. Amongst players who have a 28 usage rate or higher, he's in the 12th percentile for points uh, per shot attempt, points per 100 shot attempts. I think the next worst guy is like in the 20-something percentile. Um, he's just he's, – he's the worst, quote-unquote, star in the league. It's not even close. Uh, Joseph John. Randall is the worst late execution player ever. Yes. A long two-pointer step back on Wade. Then pass the ball to – yeah, that was a terrible shot. I forgot about that shot. That was a terrible shot. Then pass the ball to RJ late in the clock. Also bad. Uh, hate Tibbs rotations. I mean, I don't other – than, other than putting Randall back into the game, I don't know what – I don't know what you really wanted, Tibbs. I mean, unless you wanted – did you want Burks a point guard instead of quickly? I mean, for, for as terribly as quickly shot, I thought quickly was the better of the two players between him and Kemba Walker. On defense, quickly makes more than makes up for what – even if he's having a struggling game on offense. I understand that there were a lot of possessions, and I noted at least four of them, where quickly just like you could tell he's not a point guard. He's not he, – he just doesn't have it yet. He's, the decision-making isn't there. The ball handling isn't there. The quickness isn't there. Like all of that stuff is, is apparent for, for quickly. It resulted in some bad shots. It resulted in some bad possessions. All of that stuff – on defense, he's that much better than Kemba is – on offense, and I just, I just don't like how the offense flows when Kemba's in there with RJ and Randall, um, or even just RJ. And I like how it flows when Quickly's in there. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, other, but other than that, and I guess you know, complaining that Randall's in the game, I don't have an issue with Tibbs' rotations today. Um, maybe I'm missing something, but I, I thought the rotations were were largely fine. Um, okay, uh, Andrew, you're gonna have to uh, probably back me up. Uh, because I may be behind, but I will um, pick up where I have. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky. John, I th- uh, let's talk positive. John, I think people are severely underrating Grimes' ceiling. Shout out to you, Kevin. You wanted you were on the Grimes bandwagon from day one. I got a little upset with you a few times because you, you wanted it at the ex- expense of Alec Burks, and Alec Burks is a guy that I obviously really like. Um, but you're, you're right. Grimes deserved to play. Grimes absolutely deserved to play. Um, and he's not going anywhere. Uh, I know we haven't talked about the cam DMP. I'm not surprised by it in the least. I think a lot of people are surprised by it. Uh, as I said to anyone who was on the halftime zoom, it's a long-term thing for the Knicks. Um, the only thing that I would be bummed about is if they went the rest of the year without getting a real look at him. I don't really care if they only get 15, 20, 25 games, worth of a look at him probably going to be closer to like 10 or 15 if i had to guess um maybe 20 i guess it depends what they do with the trade deadline but like as long as they get a look at him before they have to enter into contract negotiations um this summer uh i'm fine with it it's again this team isn't going anywhere anyway this year and it's not like cam's going to help them win games anyway i don't know how i got started talking about cam um back to kevin's comment his floor is so high in my opinion, no reason he can't be Middleton. I mean, look, Middleton was the best player on the floor in the last five minutes of a finals game. Um, I think Grimes could be a, a starting wing in the NBA, the way he shoots and the way he defends. 
Um, I want to see a little bit more off the bounce, although he does have some nice passes every now and then. I feel like the, the realistic ceiling, if you want a real ceiling, I feel like the realistic ceiling is Danny Green. Danny Green's been a guy who's been on the floor for a lot of finals games and looks the part and belongs there. Like, that's your ceiling for Quentin Grimes. If you, if you tell me Quentin Grimes is going to be Danny fucking Green, sign me up for that in a heartbeat, please. Um, I'll take that. That's my that's my Quentin Grimes comp. And, and what did we always want from Danny Green? We always wanted a little bit more putting the ball on the floor. Um, uh, Roger Fortune. Love what Julius did for us last year, but I wouldn't be upset if we traded him. I think we can get a lot more done either starting RJ um, or getting a top point guard. Well, they're not going to start RJ at point guard. That's not what you want to do with RJ. I think the play RJ at the point um, thing is is done. Um, what I what I will say um, is that trading Julius is a very good idea. I just don't think I'd be surprised if the front office did it. Um, Andrew, can you put Tyler Tyler Michaels? Uh, after telling us where I'll put the chat you missed. Oh, okay. Um, put Andrew, if you could just pin whatever I missed, because I'm not understanding what you're talking about here. Um, Jared Macker. Uh, Randall's headspace is poison. Yes. Uh, genuinely. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, genuinely surprised Tibbs can't seem to get him right mentally. What's the most realistic way to move on from Randall? I mean, the most realistic way to move on from Randall is if um, Sacramento calls up and says, you know what? Fuck it. Let's let's do it. And says uh, we'll give you Fox for for Randall. Uh, I think the Knicks would have to include a little bit more salary there. Um, everything coming out of Sacramento is that they want to build around Fox and Halliburton, and they're not trading Fox and blah 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 blah. I don't know how much I believe any of that, but I do not believe that this front office at this point in time is going to trade Randall unless. And I think I said this probably on the pod. A they get a quote-unquote star player, even if it's a flawed star player like Fox, unless they get a star player back in return or um, unless they get a package that's just like, I mean, just ridiculous. Like, like again, uh, Sacramento's not going to do this, but like if Sacramento was like, yeah, we'll give you Harrison Barnes and a, and a, a protected first this year and then a future unprotected first. Like if Sacramento did that, do I think the Knicks would trade him? Yeah, I think the Knicks would trade him, but – I think the Knicks are going to hold out hope that maybe he'll turn it around over the course of the rest of this year. And then come the summer when some stars are potentially going to be looking around and starting to, to, to knock on doors, that's when you move him. Um, but again, I, I don't, other than completely frustrating all of us, I, I'm not sure what the downside is for keeping him for us this year. It's not like he's poisoning the culture or anything. He's just poisoning our, our souls. Uh, this from Hannibal Miles. Quentin Grimes' shot looks a lot like Allen Houston's. That's a fun comp. Um, one of the one of the best things of all time. I personally don't agree with a shortened nine-man rotation is solving inconsistent play. Um, yeah, Tips mentioned maybe getting back to nine in a recent press conference. I mean, I don't know how he's going to do it. Um, uh, but I, I um. I could see – I don't know how he's going to do it because for him to do that, it would basically require um, – thank you, Andrew. Um, it would basically just re- require him to play like, I guess, RJ or, or Grimes at the at the four. Like he needs a backup four. And if it's not going to be Obi, it's going to be Cam. 
And if it's going to be one of those two, then you're going to get a 10-man rotation because Burks is going to play for as long as he's here. Grimes is going to play for as long as he's here. And Rose is going to play when he comes back. I guess the only way around that would be is if you started is if you started uh, quickly at – no. Yeah, I, I just don't see a way around it unless they want to moth unless they want to make a trade or they want to mothball Grimes. And I, I don't I don't think they're gonna mothball Grimes. I do think they might make a trade. Um this is from True Story J. Randall and Burks can kick rocks. Randall and Burks, what did Burks do? Was Burks that bad this game? Hold on. You're making me look up his stats. Burks was 0 of 4 from the field and 0 of 2 from from deep in 18 minutes. He had no points, four assists, three rebounds. Um Oh, did uh, did Burks? I, I'm assuming. You know what? That's this might be my bad. I'm assuming Burks threw the inbounds um, to Randall. I, I'm not going to get on Alec Burks. If if that was the case, then you know Alec Burks did a bad job by there. Guess what? Alec Burks isn't a point guard. Yeah, it, it was Alec Burks. There. That's my bad. Um, okay, you want to do a kick rocks? That's fine. Um, I I'm still a, a Alec Burks fan. Um, he's not a point guard. This team doesn't have a, a great point guard right now. Uh, what else here? Uh, Julius is rubbing off on Emmanuel quickly. Julius is not our number one. The media hyped that up. Uh, well, he was the number one last year. That wasn't the media. That was just uh, what happened. In terms of getting uh, having an effect on quickly, I think quick. That's just who quickly is. Quickly is like, you know, he's like John Starks. He's going to keep shooting it. Um, maybe to his detriment. Um. Uh, Danny Gardner. What's going on, Danny? It's not the worst thing if they get a lottery pick and go from there with how much RJ has developed. His growth had, has made the future outlook brighter. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, the worst thing that could happen this year, from in my two cents, would be is if they're the first, they're like the 11th seed in the East, and then they get the 10th pick in the draft. Like, that would suck. Like, I would, you know... I, I'm not saying like the eighth or the ninth or even like the seventh would make a lot of difference. I think this is going to wind up shaping up to be like a five player draft. There's three big guys uh, at the top. There's the kid from Purdue. There's the kid that just switched classes. who I think is now number five or six on, on most boards. But like, if you're not going to make the play in, and here's the thing, I think if they make the play in, I think we're going to be all really excited because they will have been really impressive because there's no way they're making the play in without being really impressive down the stretch of, uh, of this season. Um, Hush Zoo, uh, I have a couple comments here from you. I have your, the super chat that I'm looking at and I have your pen comment. I'll get to them both right now. Okay. So 90th percentile in deflections and passing lane um, and passing lane and 47% in corner three can't crack minutes in this sorry ass offense. Tibbs is so funny. Bright side, RJ finishing on Mobley is super encouraging. Um, I think it's more about that he just got here, and I don't think Tibbs trusts him in the defensive scheme because he just spent the entire season um, playing for what for most of this year has been a bottom three or four defense. And Cam has a lot to do with – not a lot to do with that, but Cam has something to do with that. He's been pretty bad off ball. Which, like, if you're going to play in a Tibbs defense, um, can't be bad off ball, which is why we're also frustrated at Julius Randle. Um, like, but again, who do you want? I, I, I mean, I'm genuinely asking, who do you want out of the rotation? Um, 
I mean, do you want him to sit Alec Burks? Do you want him to sit Obi? Do you want him to sit? Qu- like, I, I don't like the notion that they're, they're like they're not going to sit Randall. Like, do you are you want him to sit Kemba? The reason I mean, I would advocate for that, except for the fact that I still think they're figuring they maybe get a trade. Um, but but we'll see. Um, and Hush Zoo's other comment. How mad do you think Knicks fans would be in the front off if the front office just stay put at the trade deadline and let this offense rotation play through the season? I'd be pretty pissed. I mean, you know, you never know what's out there uh, for defense, but just like, I just don't see how, I don't see how that works. Because then are you, again, I guess you're, 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 you're doing something that someone's not going to like. Um, and I'm not, and nobody like people are going to be, yeah, I'd be pretty mad. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know, there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, quick break to tell you about our new sponsor, HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need with customizable orders every week. You can add extra proteins and sides, change up the serving size when you have guests, or just double up on your favorite recipes so your box works harder for you. You can easily change your delivery days or food preferences or skip a week whenever you need. Feeding the whole family has never been easier with larger box sizes for more servings and more savings. 
HelloFresh also offers convenient, contact-free delivery right to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. The recipes are easy to follow and quick to make, with steps and pictures to guide you along the way. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips, so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. HelloFresh is 30% cheaper than shopping at your local grocery store. Plus, you skip the checkout lines. Try our quick and easy meals, which include 15 to 20 minute dinners, breakfast on the go, and 10 minute lunches in HelloFresh Market. Perfect for your busy schedule. Enjoy restaurant quality meals for less in the comfort of your own home. HelloFresh's gourmet recipes like balsamic fig sirloin are over 72% cheaper than an average restaurant meal. Look, guys, I don't have to tell you how busy I can be with all the work I do for Nick's Film School as well as my show Final Review. My girlfriend is just as busy, and when that question comes up every night, what do you want for dinner, rarely do we both have answers. Well, we've actually been customers of HelloFresh for over a year, and we're thrilled when we found out about this sponsorship. Not only is the food delicious, but it's convenient to make and takes away that simple anxiety of what you're going to have for dinner that night. They send you a week's worth of meals, you cook them, you prepare them, you eat them, and then by the weekend, a new box for the following week shows up. It's that simple. Go to HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool16 and use promo code FilmSchool16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool16 and use promo code FilmSchool16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Um, This one uh, from Kevin Danishevsky. I think they should probably go ahead and trade Burks. This is going to be a popular comment over the next couple of weeks. I think he's tired and he's been asked to do too much. He got cooked by Stevens. Yeah, he's, he's been getting, he's been, again, I love Burks, but he hasn't been great lately. Also blocking some guys in the rotation. He'd be great on a contender. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, that's one of those things about the front office kind of, taking the decision out of Tibbs' hands. Uh, I wouldn't hate it. I feel bad saying that. Birch has been so good. He's been a really good Nick. Really like him. Uh, I think if you can get – I don't know what the trade is. I don't know if there definitely is a trade. I would really hate to see him go for, like, a high second-round pick or something, like, not not great. But if you could get a real thing for Burks. You know, I would do it. Uh, Blood of the Panda. What's going on, Blood of the Panda? I have a feeling I know where this is going. Trade Julius Fournier Burks and a pick for Anthony Simons and CJ McCollum. Uh, Again, I would walk all those players there on my shoulders. Um, I don't even care what the pick is. Uh, Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. I'm not sure I'm giving up like a future unprotected pick in that trade. Um, I'll give up like the Dallas pick happily. I'd walk them all there if that's what it took. Um, Simons is Simons is really good. Um, this is from Jaden Sporer quickly would be really great player if his field goal percentage if field goal percentage wasn't a stat. Um, it's funny you bring that up. His effective field goal percentage this year. I don't know if this is going to be true after this game, but before this game, going into this game, his effective field goal percentage this year was higher than it was last year. And nobody seemed to mind his shooting last year. I think he's better in some areas. He's worse in others. His spot-up three-point shooting hasn't been good. I trust that it's going to come around. I trust he'll be really good. 
Um, I am not out even a little bit on Emmanuel quickly. Very high on Emmanuel quickly. If uh, I'll, I'll quote the internet, uh, if anybody's selling their quickly stock, I'll, I'll happily buy that up. Um, Haitian Ferg front office has the answers to our concerns. I hope so, man. Uh, Tibbs is the right coach. Amen to that, man. Uh, and I trust Leon to make the right moves to free up the young talent we have. They have to move Kemba, Randall, and Fournier. Um, I think the first priority is to move Kemba, just because the PR situation is going to be a nightmare, and like it just they should just, they should just move him. Um, I, I I mean, quite frankly, I, I kind of wouldn't mind seeing Fournier on this team if Randall wasn't on it. Um, yeah, I'd love if they move Randall. I, I just don't think it's going to be a realistic thing to expect. Um, thank you, by the way, Haitian uh, Ferg, for the contribution. You're always very generous in here. I appreciate it. And um, you're one of the people who doesn't think I am uh, a crazy person, which is much appreciated. Um, what a what a tweet from Mark Berman. RJ, misses, RJ Barrett misses big shot late, but Julius Randle's erratic night dooms Knicks in close loss. Um. Yes, because they would have been in that game without R.J. Barrett. I love you, Mark. Um, this from Tyler Michaels. Uh, hey, Tyler. Uh, Ten missed free throws. Hard to overcome as an underdog on the road. And Mitch didn't even play. Um, positive note, if Obi can shoot it from three, he's going to be a player. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel like it's it's not that complicated with Obi. If he, if he becomes a, a 35 36% three-point shooter, it completely changes – everything about his game because like we know he could do stuff on the offensive end i love the couple of moves where he put the ball on the floor tonight like he doesn't do it that often i'd love to see him do it more often i don't know why he doesn't do it more often um like i'm starting to see more and more and more like they try to run high pick and rolls for him i just don't think obi's very good at it I, i shouldn't say that i don't think that he knows how to like set a hard screen and like commit to it and then roll because he just doesn't do it I, I don't, or is that a play call thing? I genuinely don't know. I genuinely don't know, but he needs to become a little bit better. Um, but, uh, but yes, uh, shout out to, to Obi. Kevin Danishevsky. Um, I agree with your patience in theory, but in practice, it's annoying that they'll finally be ready to win when us democracy ends in 2024. And I move. Yeah. I to that brother. Um, yeah, I, look, I want the front office to be patient, but but patience for a purpose and not patience because we're afraid to make a move. Um, I just, again, my I said it on the pod. I, I'm sorry for repeating myself. I all I, I would be I would feel so much more comfortable if I knew that the front office was as out on Julius Randle as we all were. If I knew that, I wouldn't like the rest of the season for me would be like house money. I wouldn't even care what happens the rest of the season. If I knew for a fact that the front office was like out on Julius, oh my God, I would be happy as a pig and shit. Um, this from uh, Anthony Sixto. Uh, um, confused why we still have Burks on the inbounds. Um, cause they don't have anyone better. I don't think they, I, cause Kemba's so small. I think that makes it tougher. That's why Kemba's not a great inbounder. And after Kemba, like who's the next best passer on the team? Um, 
that's the only that's the best reason I come up with. I'm not saying it's a great option. I just you know, um, he's been so spotty inbounding, and you want his shot in play. Felt like the coaches got to have plays ready for those last three possessions. Yeah, if you oh you want to kill the coaches for that, Tibbs, the whole, any, anybody, yeah. Um, but again, that's you know, Tibbs. He it's, it's read and react. You know, it's read and react. They didn't call the timeout. Um, well, excuse me. They did. They had. Yes, they did call the timeout um, for the last possession. Um, but yeah, Randall walking the ball up uh, there with for the for that last. I, it's just it's so maddening. It's so fucking maddening. Um, Hush Zoo is taking back his Randall apology till further notice. Well done, sir. Um, uh, slacker hero. Very little excuses left not to start Emmanuel quickly anymore. Well, you know, one for 10 is an excuse. I, I just, again, I don't think Tibbs thinks he's 100% ready, but at the same time, um, you look at the stats tonight um, and quickly played, I want to say 20, if I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess he played 28 minutes, 26 minutes to Walker's 20. So I don't know. This seems to be like some of the stuff that was happening early in the season, which was a precursor to Walker getting benched. Will Walker get benched again? Will they? I don't know. Um, from Danny Gardner. What's going on, Danny? RJ and Grimes brought them back, and every one of the last five possessions went through Randall and IQ. Yeah, very true. Bad situational awareness from Randall and Tibbs. Um, I wish I knew who to blame more. If that was on Tibbs, give all the blame to Tibbs. I, but at the same time, at the same time, I just wonder, I just would love to be a fly on the wall, you know? And, and I wonder, and again, cause I've never done it. I wonder how easy it is to like have the sit, cause that, that conversation doesn't happen like in, during a game, that conversation happens like, you know, in a, in a closed door, in a close, in an office behind a closed door about like, Hey, this isn't your show anymore. Like, I don't even know how that conversation goes. Um, it, I don't know. And and I also don't know, you know, for as much as I defend Tibbs, if there's one thing that's become clear throughout the course of his career, it's that he's probably not a very good coach at having those sorts of conversations. That's his weak spot. So again, if you want to bring it back to enabling Randall, if you want to bring it back, if you want to bring it back to not knowing how to get through to Randall, if you want to bring it back to not knowing how to tell Randall this isn't your fucking team anymore, you know, we need to turn this thing over. And you want to put all that on Tibbs, you put all that on Tibbs, and I'm right here with you. Again, I would just caution A, you need someone to do it better, and B, the reason you're blaming Tibbs is because of the, of issues that are stemming from this player, you know? And like, in theory, it shouldn't be a coach's job responsibility to have to make a guy realize that, listen, dude, you suck right now for the betterment of the team. You need to do X, Y, and Z, you know? Um, you know, but then again, who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe Tibbs is the one who who keeps telling him like, 
you got this, you got this, you got this. You're going to find it. You're going to find it. You're going to find it. But even then, if he did do that, you know, maybe he thinks that that's the best chance to bring him back. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm out of answers. Um, okay. Uh, hang on one sec. Get back to uh, any of the Super Chats in here. Thank you, guys, uh, everybody who's in here. Um, this has been an awesome uh, response after an absolutely heartbreaking loss. Um, Andrew, let me know if I missed any more. Uh, picking it up with the man, Robert Cross. First time, long time, John. Not upset tonight because RJ's ceiling, Crow, here we go, is the rafters of the Mecca. Giddy up. I'm afraid 53 wins is now in jeopardy, though. Hashtag 53 wins. Never change, Robert. I love you. Um, Asfond Yar Janjua. People need to realize you could disagree with Tibbs, but you don't become a two-time coach of the year by luck. The man is a winner. I mean, he is a winner. I mean, again, like, I I, 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 I don't know. I'm a broken record at this point. But, like, this is a team who has had an absolute atrocity, an absolute atrocity, atrocity of a season from their supposed best player. They've had a the season that maybe like if you if you put all the really good and all the really bad together, probably the season we expected from RJ Barrett more or less. And then a below average season from Evan Fournier and a uh, below average to bad season from Kemba Walker. You know, and, oh and then Derrick Rose has missed however many games he's missed now, 15 or whatever games. Like, those are your five best players. Um, and the team is two games under 500. Again, like, everything needs to be put into context. They are not let go of the rope. They're still trying their asses off. They've been, again, the third best defense in the league for the last 16 games now. Probably a little bit more than that. Um, like, there's good stuff happening here. I understand what people are upset about, and I understand why they're upset. But you, you do have to keep everything in context. Um, J.D., do the Knicks win more than 32 games this year? Get the likes up. I appreciate that, J.D. Thank you. Uh, do they win more than 32 games this year? So that would mean they would go 32 and 50, which would mean that they would go 9 and 25 over the rest of the season. Yes, I think they will go better than 9 and 25. I think I would probably put the floor at this point at like 30. Seven and 45. 37 and 45 would be 14 and 20. That would probably be my floor at this point. Um, who knows? Maybe they come back and they win 45 games. Maybe they come back and they win 32. I have no idea. You could tell me anything. It wouldn't shock me. Um, be ready today. Let Randall play out the season. We're judging against five real games. Um, I don't really know what we're judging against five real games means. Um, I mean, I think they will let him play out the season. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Brad, Bradley Rothman. To me, Grimes could be the, the Knicks version of Des Bain. I, we love us some Des Bain here at uh, the Knicks Film School Podcast. Um, do you think the Knicks see Reddish as a future four? I'm struggling with them giving up a first with RJ and Grimes as my future two, three as future two, three in my mind, if not, um, I think the, the, the trading of the asset for them 
was more about a value play of they never, as Jeremy has talked about ad nauseum, they never wanted this pick to convert this year. They have no interest in having the 19th or 20th pick in this draft. They don't want it. That's not where they're at right now. Um, they wanted this pick to convey later on for a trade package that has yet to be um, uh, consummated or, or even probably thought of yet. Um, so I'm not as worried about that. And I think they felt like this was the best value for that thing that they didn't really want anyway. Um, and I think they like Cam Reddish. Does that mean they plan on Cam? Like they know what Cam's going to be. Do they, do they think he's going to be a star? Do they think he's going to be a starter? I have no idea, but I think they like Cam as a player and I feel like he's worth looking into more. I think more importantly, and, and again, hat tip to Jeremy for being all over this when we first recorded after that trade, this is just about getting your asset base up. Have Cam come here, figure him out a little bit, make him look pretty good, sign him to a contract that pays him about $18 million a year, hope he gets even better, boom, there's a piece of your of your trade package moving forward for whoever else you want. Or he becomes part of your core here. We'll see. But um, – to answer your question, I think they see him probably as a guy who swings maybe between the three and the four. Perfect, perfect world. Yeah, he's a perfect NBA four. I don't know if he's going to be ever going to be that kind of a rebounder though. Um, we'll see. Um, it's not crazy though. Uh, Drew P. Not Tibbs' best night, but I want to see what he could do with RJ Grimes, Cam, and Mitch, etc. Going forward, Tibbs is the coach for RJ. RJ is the future. I think Tibbs and RJ get along really well. I think that I think I think that's well said that um Tibbs is the coach for for RJ. Um RJ, by the way, after this game, after he sh- uh, shot five for ten from the free throw line, he said, That's ten points, he tells reporters. We lose by two. I can't be out there letting the team down, missing that many free throws. I'm gonna fix that. Um, I also appreciated another thing that RJ said. Uh, They played the clip during the game. Uh, This is from, I think, practice availability. When they were asking him about being more aggressive and, like, can he be a number one option? And I thought he was really forthright in that he was, like, first and foremost, I think it helps the team. But I want it for me, too. Like, I actually honor – I I, – think that's honorable to come out and be like yeah i want to be great because i want to be great in addition to i wanted to help the team like to me that's honesty and that's a good thing um also not surprising this is a guy who told a newspaper reporter that he thinks he's he's a special player or he's destined to be special whatever it is look i'm here for all of it i'm done doubting rj um that shit's in the past um we have another comment in the chat that uh, Andrew, let me know who this is from. Uh, I'll shout you out um, in a in a second. Uh, Randall needs to be moved either before the deadline or in the offseason. Um, you can tell that the RJ praise gets to Julius. Body language is everything, uh, especially when you hoop. Mellow from Toronto. What's going on, Mellow? Um, Julius does not seem to me to be a player who is fully engaged. That much is obvious to anybody with eyes. What's less obvious to me is why. Is it because he's jealous of RJ? Is it because he's pissed off he's not playing well? 
Is it because he's pissed off that he feels like all of his problems stem from the Knicks bringing in these different guys and asking him to play differently? Um, whatever it is, he's in a terrible place. I don't think it gets better. Um, yes, trade him. Uh, this from uh, Sean Hardy. Our all-NBA player being guarded by Dean Wade on a clear out on the left side, and he's a lefty, and he gives it up. I'm tired of looking at him. I don't know of anybody who isn't tired of looking at him at this point, Sean. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you have to look at Julius Randle. Um, which, again, I, I just – I respect anybody – who blames Tibbs because Tibbs makes the decisions and he's playing the guy. And if it's like, I understand not everybody thinks through this and tries to rationalize it and make excuses like I do, which is essentially what I'm doing. I'm making excuses because I like Tibbs and I believe in Tibbs. Um, but it's excuses. He's playing the guy. He's playing a guy a ton of minutes, you know, and the guy sucks. Uh, right now, at least he does. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky. Love uh, to John, but how can you love the Houston comp and roll your eyes at Middleton when Houston was the second-best guy in a finals team? Grimes D is better than Houston's D. Um, I don't think that – Let me. I should say, I love the comp because it. Like I love Allen Houston. I don't think that Quentin Grimes is going to be Allen Houston. Allen Houston was a two-time All-Star who was, again, the best or second-best player on a finals team, one of the 10 to – 12 best Knicks ever. I don't think he's going to be that. I did enjoy the comp, though. Um, that's an interesting historical question. Who's better, Chris Middleton or, or Alan Houston? Uh, that's tight. That's close. That's close. I don't know. Middleton's going to wind up with a better career if he stays healthy. But at his peak... At his peak, I think Houston might have been a better player. Um, used from Lunas MRI. Uh, timeout calling Randall the new Eddie Curry. <laughs> it's getting ugly out there. On the bright side, super excited about Grimes. And RJ is still special. 23-6 and 4 next year. How you doing? Uh, I retweeted the stat today from uh, Fred uh, – from uh, Fred Katz, uh, who put up um, uh, RJ stats over the last dozen games, uh, 23, 24 points, whatever it is, 25, something like that, six boards, three assists, um, 40% from deep, only guy in the, in the league um, doing that over the last 12 games. Um, really good stuff. Um, <laughs> uh the timeline is, is calling. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Um, hold on. What else we got here? Take it slow, bro. Good, good name. Randall Kemba and two first-round picks for Simmons, for Simmons, and then Noel and a first-round pick for Bamba. I'm not giving up a first-round pick for the right to pay Mo Bamba in restricted free agency this year. I know he's been hitting a lot of threes. I know he's looked good of late. He's had some nice games. He put up 32 the other night. I get all that. I'm not giving up a first-round pick for to, to sign Mo Bamba right now. 
I don't think you need to. I think you could probably get him for a nice second, but that's if Orlando even wants to give him up. Randall Kemba and two first-round picks for Ben Simmons. Um, oh, boy, why are you putting me on the spot like this? Uh, it dep- I, have to, I have to know about the picks. Am I sending – Oh, I see. Okay, I'll get back to that. Um, am I spending like two future unprotected first round picks here? If so, I mean, I've kind of been a Simmons defender, and I'm not sure I can do that as much as I do want to get rid of Randall. Um, I don't even know if Philly does that at this point. Maybe they do. I'm not sure, though. Um, especially with the news that they're they're willing to take this into the summer coming out recently. I see. The, I read the last comment wrong. The timeline is calling Randall the new Eddie Curry. Got it. Perfect. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's a bit. That's probably a bit much. Um, although, like Julius Randall, Eddie Curry did have a moment in the sun that people forget about. Uh, he was really good for like most of a season, and then it all went to shit. Um, not sure we're there yet. We're getting close, though. Uh, this from Asfand Jar Janjua. I think trading Randall will be like the Blake trade. I mean, that's the one. Again, Inception. Jeremy Cohen accepted it into my mind. I think it's been a month and a half or two months ago now when he mentioned the Blake trade. Yes. And the trade there is is Harrison Barnes. That would be the target. It would be Harrison Barnes and a thing and a something coming back. Um, but Blake didn't play as poorly as Randall has played at the beginning of that year. Um, so, you know, Blake was also like a legit superstar. Um, Randall, Randall is not. Manny Campos, what's going on, Manny? Since January 1st, RJ is 23.6.7 rebounds, three and a half assists on 44% overall, 43.5% from deep, and a slightly unsightly 69% from the free throw line. We keep saying, let's wait to see what Julius looks like with a number one. We have a number one, and Julius still sucks. Okay. Again, we have to put everything into context. With these stats, if these stats were over the course of a full year and RJ played with this with that level of efficiency, 44% overall and 43% from deep, with as much with, – with the limited off-the-dribble creation on the perimeter – is, would he be a number one? Yes. Is your team going to be a great team with him as your number one? No. Would it be a good team with him as your number one? Probably not. Would it be an okay team? Um, yes. Yeah, it would be an okay team, I think. I don't think it would be a bad team, depending on who you put around him. Um, still want to see a little bit more consistency. Again, we are talking about this man, this young man, who some people wanted to trade out, not me, not me. Some people wanted to trade out of here um, for uh, very little in the midst of a hellacious shooting slump not too long ago. We're talking about him being a number one option on an NBA team. That's really freaking hard to do. Um, I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm not saying the numbers that you just put up aren't the numbers of a number one. They are. See a little bit more consistency. As far as the Julius point, Again, you need to embrace being a number two. He's not embracing being a number two. He still thinks of it as his team, and he still has too many possessions that are shitty possessions that go through him. It's horrible. Um, get a real number two, you know? 
this from Tyler Michaels. You make a fair point about Randall. He's still only 27 and he can bounce back. I'd keep him and continue roster building. I think we're overreacting right now. I mean, yeah, it's we're fans. It's what we do. We overreact. That said, I am out on Randall. <laughs> I'm out on Randall. If he does bounce back and he starts playing better, I'll still want him gone because I just I don't believe a he's ever going to accept being that this is anything other than his team, and b I don't think you're ever going to be able to trust him, like above the neck. That's the problem. I don't trust him at all. I think he's a fragile player. I think he's fragile mentally. I think he's fragile emotionally. I think everything about the last several weeks has gotten me absolutely petrified about what happens moving forward uh, with him the longer he's on this team. Um, Tim Wetmore proposes Rand, uh, Randall for Frank Delakina. I'm here for it, please, any day of the week um, and twice on Sunday. I'd be happy to do that. Uh, yes. Um, okay. Lunas Emirat, what's your ranking of the top five player ceilings on the team? Uh, okay. Uh, I'm assuming you mean young players, so I'm, I don't even know how to answer this question with, like, putting Randall in it. So I'm just going to take Randall out of the question. I'm going to go RJ1. Player ceilings. Thinking about three guys for – oh, my God. I didn't even think about Obi. RJ1. Grimes, two. Love me some quickly. RJ1, Grimes 2, Mitch. Oh, I forgot about Cam. Shit. RJ1, Cam 2, Grimes 3. OB4. Am I really going to leave Mitch off this list? Oh, my God. Uh... Quickly five. That was painful. Uh, great question. Um, Duran visual variant. Would you take Mark Jackson or Calipari over Tibbs? Uh, hell no to Mark Jackson. Uh, my least favorite uh, NBA person associated with the league. Calipari, I think that would be a disaster. I don't think Calipari has any – like Tibbs works 25 hours a day. He's married to this job. Calipari likes showing up and getting – all the glory and working like three hours a day um, and then glad handing and recruiting. Uh, those would, I'm not even sure which of those choices would be worse. Um, infamous new King Blake's commercials were actually entertainment. Randall commercials are meh. Yeah. I, I don't like the Randall commercials either. Um, Brian Benjamin. Uh, we felt the same about Randall his first year, and he made up for it in his second. I think he can rebound next year with more chemistry with the team. Again, if it was just about his play, if it was just about his play, I would agree with you. But I'm and, – and by the way, by the way, a lot of the stuff we're complaining about now that falls under, like, the leadership umbrella, 
We saw a lot of that stuff his first year here. We saw a lot of that stuff his first year here. And I think all of the people who, even after last season, were still very trepidatious about hitching uh, our wagon to the Julius Randle horse did so not necessarily because they didn't believe him in him as the basketball player. I think so. I think they did so in part because they didn't believe in him as the leader. And that is certainly, um, you know, making itself apparent. So that's why I think I, I would, I would move on. I also just like, again, if we're all in agreement that he's not a number one and he needs to be number two, I just don't love him as a number two. Cause if you're a number two, you know, you have to offer a real – well, let me – no, you don't. You you, ha, you have two on-ball guys on a great team. I just – I don't know. I just don't love the thought of him as a number two. I I, I, I like the thought of him as like a six-man. I think that's what – like, I think – I don't know what's going to happen. Is he going to be 30, 31, 32? I think that's his destiny on a, on a really good team. If he's ever on one, it is a six-man. Uh, we'll, we'll see Bradley Rothman. What's going on, Bradley? Randall was slow with his decision-making at the end of the game because he wanted to drive, but he did not want to shoot foul shots. If he was fouled, maybe, um, it's as good a theory as any, uh, and that's, again, I, I, I was going to say that's the most frustrating thing about Randall. There's like 18 different, most frustrating things about Randall. Like he got downhill a couple times. I know one of them he, he missed, but he got downhill, Last game, he got downhill today, and it's like, you can't stop that guy when he gets that going downhill. Why don't you do that all the time? You know who does that all the time? Zion Williamson. I'm not saying Julius is Zion, but, like, in terms of guys who are big and strong and physical and who can put the ball on the floor, other than Zion, other than LeBron James, I'm not really sure who else is in the conversation. Um, again, strictly talking about big dudes who you can't really body when they get on the move and who have a little bit of a handle, enough of a handle to like take your typical four off the dribble. Like, so why doesn't he do that all the time? It's, it's so frustrating. Um, Akiva Friedman is Randall this season worse than his first year in New York. Yes. Uh, we could go through some some numbers really quick. Um, and I think this will probably end up here. Uh, Julius Randle uh, stats, of course, comes up. Um, hold on one, uh, one second. I want to make sure I didn't miss anything. I'll end with this. Um, Parrish Duggar. What's going on, man? This is one of those fire tips super chats, John. I respect it. Uh, shout out to you, Parrish. And then uh, Kevin Danishevsky, if Tibbs ever goes, thoughts on Payne or Bryant? I mean, it's got to be Bryant. Like, the, I, my impression, I'll say, is that that's already the plan, is that whenever Tibbs goes, I don't know when that's going to be. It's not going to be this season, or, or I doubt it's going to be next season. But whenever Tibbs goes – it's Brian's job. I think that's how they got him in the first place. I think that's how they got him to turn down whatever. The, I forget the job that went after him. Uh, I think it was in the offseason. I think they have him. I think they promised him, you know, the the coach. 
Um, yeah, get the likes up. Anybody in here who's been enjoying themselves or just hates everything I say, uh, make sure you hit the like button. We appreciate it. So Julius Randle, this year versus his first year with the, with the team, um, I'll go efficiency 492 his first year here, 49.2% effective field goal percentage, 46.6 effective field goal percentage this year. Um, he's bad across the board. His two-point percentage has gone down 50 points, five zero points. He was a 51.5% two-point shooter his first year here. He is um, 46.5% now. That went down actually probably tonight. Um, taking a lot more long twos than he was his first year. He shot a lot around the rim that, that first year. It was ugly, but it was more efficient than this. Um, his three-point percentage is actually a little higher, 31% to just under 28%. And then in terms of per 36-minute stats, um, not that different. Um, but I'll read them off anyway. Uh, actually, they are kind of different. 31.6 points per 36 minutes his first year here, 19.1 this year. His turnovers have gone up a little bit per 36. His assists are way up from 3.4 to 5.2. To That's really where the biggest difference is. But again, like what's the value of the assists if he's monopolizing the offense so often? to the detriment of the team. And that's where we're starting to get to. So, um, yeah, I think that's a good way to close this out. Uh, I'll check to see if there's anything else in the uh, super chat that I missed. doesn't look like it. Thank you. Um, to everybody who, um, came contributed, uh, you know, did the whole thing. We appreciate it. Really brutal loss. These things uh, help me get over these losses uh, a lot, so I kind of need to do them. Um, so thanks for being here for them. And uh, I'll see you in a couple days after the Miami game. And on that note, we'll see you later.